welcome girls to Brave Heart Talks. If, if it's your first time tuning in today, then a warm, warm welcome. I'm Megan. I'm joined with Pastor Emma, who's the founder of Brave Heart. And we have these conversations because we do conference once a year in May, but that's too long to talk to you. So we bring these Brave Heart Talks to you just to bless you, just to have some conversations so you guys can sit in with us. But hey, today's episode, we're going to talk about this idea of honor. That's right. I'm excited. Before we get there, Emma, it's nearly Christmas. What is your Christmas movie go-to? My Christmas movie, my go-to Christmas movie. I'm a holiday kind of girl. I really feel like they should have brought a holiday two out because it ended in a way where you're like, yeah, but how did you keep that relationship up? Like they should have brought a holiday two out. Oh yeah, still need yeah. to do that. I love um, Jack Frost. I don't think I've ever seen. Is it called Jack Frost? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. If it is, it's the one with. Um... <laughs> I forgot the name of the movie, and I forgot the name of the. It sounds the... like a great Christmas movie. With the dad, what's the storyline? The dad be- dies, but comes back as a snowman. No, never seen it. I'm what's gonna watch that it this movie Christmas. Called maybe Jack. It probably is that. Sounds right. If, if girls, if she's saying it wrong. Can you just message comment. in and tell me what the movie is called, please? <laughs> but 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 everybody knows that the, the dad, Ollie's, Ollie's a the dad dies and he comes back as a snowman. Totally fictional, of course. Um, but but it's just a very emotional, great great yeah. movie. Well, we've had my girls are into the Grinch, but Netflix leave the Grinch up all year, so it's not a Christmas movie. It's just an all year round movie. So we sometimes have the Grinch on in summer. Which yeah, it's, love uh, it. It's mad. But let's get into this conversation today. It's all about honor, and for some of those listener thinking honor, that's a bit of an old word to use, but it's in the Bible a lot. So yes, it what is. comes to your mind, Emma, when you hear that word honor? Or do you think it's important yeah. now, even though we don't necessarily use it much in society? Yeah. Um, So honour to me is respect. Mm. And it's definitely is something that, I mean, the couple of weeks ago we talked about generations, right? Yeah. And so it's definitely something that we have lost. We've lost the, I'd I'd call it the art of honour. Yeah. Um, And I think it's very important because it's just being respectful and showing respect. Mm. And and I think actually if we lose the ability to honour and we lose the ability to respect, we lose the ability to learn Mm -hmm. because actually we learn from those that we respect. Yeah. We learn from those that we look up to. And so we absolutely will cap ourselves if we do not progress in the area of being able to honour those around us or those above us. And I'm glad you said that because I've already learned from that because what used to come to my mind, and you might be able to add to this, is I used to think honour was very much like, was encouragement. So what would, would you say that there is a bit of encouragement in it, but it's more along the lines of like respect? Yeah, so I think honour can be can be given in different ways, yeah. okay? So honour is words of edification. Yeah. It is respect. Mm-hmm. If you think about, um, you remember the book on the five love languages, there's yeah. five love languages, there's five different ways that according to or depending on what personality you have mm-hmm. are the ways that you receive love. Some people receive love by words of affirmation. So you can honor by just speaking it out over people, just affirming them, just say something kind, something good, something positive, something encouraging. 
you could honor someone by giving them a gift. Some people like to receive gifts and it doesn't have to be an expensive gift. It could just be a bunch of flowers. It could just be buy them a coffee. Do you know what I mean? There are just different ways that we are able to, we have phones now. We can we can think in the day about someone and just honor them by sending them a message on the phone thinking about you today. I just want to say, hey, I think you're amazing because or thank you for doing this because. Yeah. So I think honor is really important. Yeah. No, I love that. And, you know, it is a bit counterintuitive, like we said, like to, to maybe to have that spirit of honor. And sometimes, you know, you look around and you go and where is the honor or, you know, we've lost almost that honor. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit there, like how we could practice that, but how can we just more more adopt that culture because it is a culture to adopt. Yeah. And like from personal experience, I learn a lot about this by observation. So I'll see how someone honors someone else. Yes. And that kind of makes me think, oh, that's yeah. That I'm I don't yeah. do that. That's really yeah. that's encouraged me. So how do we more so adopt this like this habit or this, you know, yeah. culture so of honor? You are right. Honor is very countercultural to today's society because we are very feelings based so we live out of doing what we feel and naturally we don't feel like honoring it's not an instinct it's not a something that comes automatically to us so actually honor is a practice that we have to put into place I call it a discipline like discipline yourself to honor because I think this is really important to understand honor Um, It's not about the person you're honouring. Honour speaks more about you who are honouring than the person you are honouring. It talks about that the type of person that you are. And I would want to be known as an honouring person. And so it's really important because, you know, it's in um, 1 Peter 2. It talks about how we are to honour everyone. Yeah. Now, that really blew my mind when I first read that because I don't mind honouring people that I think deserve it. Yeah, we're on a shoe. (laughs) But actually, it says that we are to honour everyone and that is such a going above and beyond and that is why I'm making the point that honouring talks more about you than who you're honouring. So even if you don't think somebody is worthy of your kindness or worthy of a word of affirmation or worthy of a good deed from you, you do it and you behave and you act that way because it's building character in you and it's speaking about you. It's not about whether they deserve it or not. The Bible is very clear. You are to be honouring to everyone. And let me like dive into what you said then a little bit because I think that was a real, like, we've only just started this podcast and already yeah. it's like, whoa, we've gone there. Like, we've gone deep. That was quite, in. you know, quite a lot to take in. The fact that we are to honour everyone. I don't, you know, even that kind of reminded me, like, naturally I think of honouring, you know, those who, you know, are worthy of honour or honouring your leaders or honouring your mother and father, but to honour everyone. Yeah. How, how do people do, how do girls, like, honour someone who does it, like, they haven't, you know, we use like words of affirmation, but how can we do that? Is there a different way we can honor with someone we don't feel like honoring? Honoring, yeah, like I, what can we do in that? It's about how you conduct yourself as mm. an individual. So we actually 
we go through life and we respond and react. Yeah. And I actually think that we react more than we respond. Mm-hmm. We can choose our responses, but our reactions are automatically you know, you've said this to me and I'm going to bounce back with a reply. You've been that way to me, so I'm not inviting you to the party. Um, I'm doing this thing, but I find you awkward and difficult, so I'm going to exclude you from the thing. And so, so that is how we react. But actually, we get to choose. Mm -hmm. I cannot choose what people say about me. I cannot choose how they are with me, what they think about me. I can't choose. You you look at a a church of of our size and and I'm not I'm sure I'm not everybody's flavour every month. And you cannot control the way other people think, act or feel towards you, but you can choose your response. So I have to decide what kind of a person do I want to be known for? And I want to be known as being gracious. That word gracious, it's where you're putting grace between you and them. And I'm going to see you through the lens of grace. So though you may have been rude and abruptive, uh, uh, rude and abrasive towards me mm-hmm. I choose to look at you through the lens of grace that says yeah. I dislike what you've done but I'm not going to dislike who you are mm-hmm. and so because I don't dislike who you are yeah. then you're still worthy of honor yeah. and that honor you know we're not talking about going over the top yeah. but we're just talking about I'm going to still speak well of you. I'm still going to be kind towards you. I'm going to be honoring of you. You know, if that means you haven't got a seat at the table, I'm going to stand up and let you have a seat at the table. I'm going to be respectful of you. I might not like what you do some of the time. I might not like what you say a lot of the time, but I'm going to choose to like the person that God has made you yeah and even when you were saying that I was thinking like it could be as simple as you know say you're in a busy environment so we we do church on a Sunday it's a busy like we have a busy foyer but even acknowledging someone and having a conversation with someone is respecting someone because you're not you know disrespecting someone could be like ignoring them or choosing not to speak to them but even having a conversation that's honoring it's respectful it's respectful to have a conversation in the moment yeah so there's nothing worse than being on your phone once. <laughs> honestly, it's like you're trying to have a conversation yeah. with someone and they are on their phone going looking at something on their phone while you're trying to talk to them. I got them. convicted by this. Even my three-year-old the other day said to me, Mommy, put your phone down. I'm talking to you. I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're in a busy environment yeah. and you get grab someone and you're trying to have a conversation with them, but they are their eyes are everywhere because they're looking past you to see yeah. who else in the room there is to talk to. And that's dishonoring. Yeah. And so really it's being... It's being respectful of other people, treating everyone as an equal, not putting yourself ahead, not treating somebody else as being below your standard. It's like society might put us in a pecking order, but spiritually speaking, we've got to be just mindful and respectful of one another at all times. Yeah, and to carry on this conversation, but more so specifically into into leaders because it does say in the bible that we are to honor our leaders so 
let's talk about that because a lot of times I think society, I hear a lot of my work colleagues, like we like to have a good moan about leaders in society. It might be leaders in your work, so your bosses, or it might be leaders in um, parliament or any, you know, politicians, like people like to have a good moan in that, but we are called to honor our leaders. So how do we do that if we don't agree with their decisions? Yeah, that's really interesting question, isn't it? Because you are right, it goes from the church to the workplace to, you know, to governmental positions. And we're not going to agree with people all of the time. First of all, I would say things like, you know, a person is in a place of leadership, usually because they've earned the right to be there. So they've either studied hard and qualified or there's been something within their character or there's been a reason that they're in that position and you are not, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And so I think we have to, again, a little bit like the question before, when it's going to, I'm going to respect the position you carry, yeah. even though I might not agree with the choice that you've made. I always remember my kids when they were at school and, you know, they'd come home from school and they'd be like, Mrs. So-and-so put me in detention because she said da-da-da and I didn't do da-da-da and it was drama-drama and I always remember I used to shut them down and I would say to them, hey, listen, it doesn't matter whether you think she's wrong or right, she's the teacher, do as she says. You love that because you're a teacher. (laughs) I know. All your parents, (laughs) you teach us that. (laughs) But but, but that's because I think that, you know, it's about I'm not going to agree with you against your teacher number one because I was not in the room I wasn't in the environment um and so what I'm saying to them is like look respect the authority respect the office that that person is sitting in she's a teacher for a reason every single one of us are human we're going to make mistakes we're going to get things wrong we can't argue everything to the ground pick and choose your battles sometimes you've just got to say i respect that authority that you're in and i do think we are losing the art of you know i I look when i was a kid i would fear a policeman if i saw a policeman i'd freeze i'd be i'd be like gonna be very good you know but but kids today don't there's no level of respect there and so and you do the, see that in schools, like as, as a yeah. teacher, you do. When you like, lose respect, respect, there's yeah. no like I wouldn't back chat my teacher, no. and I wouldn't stand up to the policeman. And but now you know there's this mm. confidence, and this confidence comes from a place of no boundaries, yeah. and the no boundaries comes from a place of having a culture of no honor, yeah. and so we we think everybody is equal, but actually, people are positional in our life, and and that is for a reason, and so. I would say, unless it's sin, out and out sin, you know, the Bible talks about if you are in disagreement with someone, then we have to do what we call go Matthew 18 on them. And Matthew 18 talks about go to that person in love and talk about the thing that you're offended about. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, if you have to take somebody else with you, then go with them and talk it through. If you can't work it out, go your separate ways. Yeah. So I would say if you are in a church and you are in disagreement with the or those who are in the, 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 the pastor or the elders or the leaders who are in authority over the church and you're, you need to go and have a conversation with them. Yeah. But if that still can't be resolved, maybe you need another church. Yeah. You know, the same in your workplace. It's like your boss is always going to make decisions that you are not always going to like. And so you can either grumble and complain about him in the background, but that's very dishonoring. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or you can just go with his decision, even though it might be not what you choose and be respectful to the authority he carries or he or she carries, unless it's sin. If they're asking you to do something that's going to cook the books and do something unlawful or rot, get out, yeah. find another job. Yeah. The same in relationships, unless it's sin, work it out, be respectful. Yeah. You don't like what they've said, but you like and respect the position they carry. But if it's yeah. sin, get out. Yeah. And when you were speaking then, it got me mind going somewhere that we had this conversation a little while ago, Em, and it was, it was about, let's, Talk more about sort of in the church and having leaders that you honor in the church. So I think this is more to a point for the younger people because they're maybe not as good at it as it. Yeah. We were laughing at how, because you're very friendly with a lot of the people in church who serve, the young ones. So the banter that you might have in some places, they then think it's appropriate to have that, you know, bring it elsewhere. Yes. And I think, you know, I, I think it'd be good to, to talk on that quickly because I think, I've learned that like I'm friends with you we do life together so we have a friendship but you're also my my pastor and I've have to have that that spirit of honor towards you so in some environments I will not speak to you know how I yes. would maybe and it's having that discernment I think some young people have you know they lose that discernment where it comes to like where to give honor and where when the line to, is yeah so yes. let's speak, speak that's about really that. that's that is um that's a great point to talk about um, and and so we will use the church as an example, yeah. but this goes across the board yeah. as well. Um, I think it's there is a personal life and a public life, mm -hmm. and there are certain people, of course, as we go through life, that become more than just a friend. They'll become yeah. a close friend, and then they get to see a lot of your personal life. Mm -hmm. But they have to know, per, and it goes for every single one of us, yeah. not. It's not always that you've got to know your environment. It's not always right. And so, yeah, you are right. It can be an honoring or a dishonor or a dishonoring thing. And so, you know, even like I'll use my own children, for example, only because they're all boys and they probably will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> but but they have had to grow in an environment at home where they have to understand that when we're in the environment of church, right, and they had to learn this from a very young age, that we become the pastors. Mm -hmm. And so they can't just be as we have a lot of banter in our house and a lot, you know, we're not just mum and dad. You can't just be cheeky to us in public. I think that any parent would say that about yeah. their children, but I'm just giving an example. Yeah, yeah. They had to learn that would be disrespectful and you have to honor the position we're stepping into. Mm -hmm. It's not that we have different heads, a pastor head that we put on and take off. We are who we are all of the time. But even you and I, we go to the gym a couple of times a week, right? 
You see me at my worst. You see me <laughs> hopping around the changing room, trying to get back into my pants. You see me with my hair scragged up yeah. without the makeup on. We can laugh about things together. But if you started to talk around the church about <laughs> me in the changing rooms, like I would find yeah. that quite offensive yeah. because, but you don't because you're mindful of who she is in this yeah house is is a pastor and most people don't get to see her in the light that mm -hmm. I get to see her and so so yeah we become yeah. respectful of each other's offices if that if you like yeah. and, and 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 the platforms we get to stand yeah. on and the positions that we carry we don't carry them lightly yeah. and so we respect one another I also understand that you are our you and your husband you're our young adults leaders so I could never disrespect you in a room of don't or make jokes about you or just talk down about you yeah. in a room of young adults because you're their leader yeah. and they need to see you as a leader mm -hmm. so I have to do everything I can do to esteem you and to build you up and to encourage you in front of that audience. And I think it's a really ugly thing when we don't understand where our lines yeah. are. Because I think for a lot of girls listening, like it's more common now to be, you know, you could have your boss could be like younger than you. Your boss could be your old friends who you really pally with. Yes. Or say you're in ministry in churches and, you know, you've got your, your new leader of, you know, something is, again, she was your friend or, you know, they're younger than you, things like that. That can sometimes, I think people who don't honor, you yes. can see that in yeah. that. And I think it's having that understanding of like, this is my friend, but when we're in this environment, she's my leader and I'm going to speak to her as in she's my leader. So I think that that's great. And I'm just, I'm saying that as well. That's exactly yeah. when we established the church, we were 10 friends. Yeah. There was no rank. There was no pecking order. Yeah. We were 10 friends. Luke and I had had a vision about starting a friend, uh, starting a church, and ten of our friends jumped on, mm -hmm. and we all had to take on different roles of responsibilities. And what I love most about that group of people is they honoured Luke and I, yeah. they respected us, they allowed us to grow into our roles. I look back on that season and and it makes me laugh and it makes me cringe because yeah. I just think you must have been so gracious with us because we really didn't know how to lead and we didn't know what we were doing. And they were so honoring and respectful that they allowed us to become yeah. who we've become yeah. and who we still are becoming. And I would love to see that, you know, mm. echoed across the church worldwide. Yeah where we don't just judge somebody for who they are today, yeah. but, you know, when we took you on as YA leaders, mm -hmm. young adults leaders, didn't know what I was doing. you'd never <laughs> led a young adults no. thing in your life. Um, but we honoured you and we respected that role that you'd taken on yeah. because we believe in you and believe that you're going to flourish into. We didn't go away and talk about, oh, you know, Megan, Megan again. and <laughs> Oh, heck, what we're going to do yeah. with Megan? It was like, no, Megan will be great. Yeah. Megan's going to come good. And so we speak, yeah, speaking no. on is important. I love that. And just the turn I was reading when I was preparing for this, I was reading in Matthew 13 and reports on how Jesus went back to his hometown in Nazareth and he and he taught in the temple there. But that was the the worst response he had from people and they responded very dishonoring of him. And he followed up by saying this, he says, a prophet is not without honor 
except in his own country and in his own house. Now that was a challenging statement that he's saying, but actually it got me thinking to some, that can still be true for now. Like he's basically saying those in your own home or your own society or the closest to you, sometimes that's where you're not receiving that honor. So why do you think for some people that they, they can honor maybe their bosses at work, they just flip it, but when they go home, they can't honor their husbands or, you know, they can't edify all their closest friends. They yeah. find it hard to actually speak that honor and spirit mm. over. So I think that's because we struggle to give credit, mm. honor, respect, edification to those we are closest to yeah. for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is because we see the real person through and through so for example when Jesus went back to that town it was the town he grew in they knew him as a boy they knew him as the carpenter's son they knew him as the job he worked they knew him from the classroom and so all of a sudden in their heads they're like who do you think you are like what do you mean son of God like who do you think you are and so they were very like we're not even going to entertain what you've got to say because we know you as just yeah. Jesus and that still happens today and it's familiarity and actually familiarity can be like a spirit. Mm -hmm. Familiarity can be so really true. destructive yeah. because you stop seeing what you potentially is there. You stop seeing what God wants you to see in a person, yeah. something that could actually be beneficial to your own life because familiarity just makes you become like, who do you think you are? And so, you know, that's the biggest reason that I think that we struggle with those who are closest to us. It's because we see them in their real flesh. We see them on their bad days and on their worst days yeah. and, and their ugly days. And we all have them, Megan. We yeah. see everything that they don't do. Let's talk about marriage, for example. Like it's really, you know, when girls get together, if we're going to talk about our husbands, we naturally talk down mm, and um, we naturally have a laugh at their expense. Yeah. We talk pretty negatively. Yeah. We'll tell each other like, you know, I want him to do and he doesn't do. And we go on these these things. And actually to flip that is not something that comes naturally to us. It's yeah. a decision that we have to make. I am going to actually speak out. You know, it, it's like if he empties the dishwasher, yeah. right, then all you can see is, but you didn't put the laundry in. Why didn't you put the laundry in? And sometimes exactly. we just need to go yeah. back and celebrate the small wins. That's what honour is. It's yeah. just celebrating the small wins. Yeah. Just thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you that you did that. Thank you that you thought of me. Thank you for you know, yeah. the small things or telling that person yeah. the good you do see in them. Yeah. And just know? to add to that, Emma, about marriage, I, a while ago, I, I realised that I was like, gosh, we have, we do have that naturally just want to, you know, have a laugh or yeah. put them down or whatever. And we had a few couples around for dinner and they're probably going to listen to this and laugh. And I do it to many couples who come around, but we do this funny thing where I'll be like, right, guys, we're going to spend a few minutes now and you're all going to take it in turn to say something you love about your partner and we have to go around and they're all like, I hate you, Megan. <laughs> By the end of the night, they love it because they're part, you know, I think 
giving honor is one thing, but doing it publicly, like to other people, oh, in front, amazing. like what it does it's for amazing. people, like yeah. to, to hear something yeah. about you from your partner yeah. that's honoring, it's incredible. like it really does something to it's you. Incredible. So if you come around for dinner Absolute. next time, we'll do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I say this all the time to any of our young guys in, in church, to any of our young married, to, to anyone who's dating, if you are going to send your girlfriend or your wife flowers, Make sure you send them to a place of work. Don't be sending them to her at home, in private, in quiet. You send them loud and proud. If you want to tell Nathan that, I'll uh, I'll give you the thanks when it happens. You send those flowers to a place of work because there is nothing that will build and esteem somebody up like public honour. And that's all that is. It's public honour. It's my husband is telling me that I am worth something. But he did it in front of yeah, my friends, yeah. and it's great. But you know what, girls? We can do something similar, yeah. the same. Yeah. You can send shove him a, some beers. Shove a note <laughs> in his work yeah. box. So yeah, you can yeah. shove a, you know, put something. Send him a text yeah, during send the day. Him a text. I'm do trying to something. do that. I'm getting there. But uh, I think as we sort of end this conversation, you know. We're talking, you mentioned this at the beginning, how giving honour does more for you than maybe necessarily yeah, the person yeah. you're honouring. So, you know, we can, I feel like when you honour, we can reference it to how, you know, you're planting seeds. It's, it's sowing yeah. seeds. So what can we expect to reap when we sow seeds of honour? Like, what does God say that might, you know, what what's on it for us when we Yeah, well, the, we law, the law of sowing and reaping says you only ever get back what you put in so you you can't plant an apple seed and be praying to grow an orange tree it's never gonna happen no matter how hard you pray because the law of sowing and reaping is whatever you sow out Mm -hmm. is what you're gonna reap back and so we see this across the board in life genuinely i have no friends no one wants to be my friend Mm -hmm. Well, you go and be a friend to somebody. No one invites me to their house for dinner. I, I, you invite somebody for yeah. dinner. Go and find someone and ask them out for coffee. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap back. Yeah. So if you can discipline yourself to have a culture and a language of honor, then guess what? You're going to get back into your life. People who respect you, who honor you, who talk well of you, despite your mistakes and your shortcomings and your flaws, people are going to talk and edify you and and they're going to speak so well of you. Why? Because that's the type of person you are. You give it out. You give it out. It's, it says so much about who you are when your yeah. language is not tearing down and destructive. And finally, we're so critical. Yeah. We are so critical. We talk about different people, sometimes with a smile on our face and sometimes in a jokey way. And we want to pass comment about this one and that one and what we think is wrong with, you know, so-and-so. And yet the Bible says if we can just adopt a culture of honor, mm-hmm. respect, and encouragement. Yeah. It's a game changer for our whole life. I love that. And and to last question and to finish this off, I think, you know, that 
There is no shame ever in, you know, when you identify where you are in life, if you're doing some things wrong or you're like, you yes. know what, on reflection. But it's having that a reflection. It's being able to identify where you're currently at, what your character is like. That's the most important thing. I think if you can do that, you're going to win in life because yeah. you can always identify where you're at. So just to finish it, like how can the girls listening better identify, like are they currently living in that place of giving honour or actually they got maybe more of a spirit of dishonor right now how do they identify what camp they're currently in well naturally you think of dishonor in the same way you think of disrespect Mm. and you think it's actually it's when you're being critical or talking ill or making fun or or just talking like we said earlier like out of term about someone in the context of their surrounding if i'm going to step onto a platform and I'm going to lead and teach people I don't need a team around me that are bantering or disrespecting or making jokes about I don't know a flaw or a failing in my life I need a team around me who are going to be energizing and edifying and encouraging for what I'm about to step into so we often think about dishonor as disrespect and that is true but do you also the best way to identify whether you are honoring or dishonoring person is um listening to what you actually do or do not say Mm. because actually your silence is as dishonoring as speaking negatively that means that we can have a good thought about somebody but if we do not voice it we've done them a disservice we've dishonored them because we haven't audibly let them know the good that we thought and that good that we thought might be um gosh what that person said the other day really helped me i'm gonna send them a message and i'm gonna honor them but if you only ever think gosh she really helped me by saying that but you never act on it then that's dishonoring because you've done that person a disservice because they don't know your thoughts and so our silence right speaks as loud as our criticism or our negativity and so that's why we have to be proactive and diligently decide and and choose i'm going to say we often think things like as girls we'll think things like oh she looks really good today she looks really pretty today i love that outfit on her today how many times do we think it it, but we never go up to that person and say can i just say you look really good today because i tell you what it does something in you, it does, but it yeah. also, you'll see their shoulders go back mm-hmm. and their head and go up and yeah. they'll stand tall all of a sudden. They've had, you know, self-doubts or they're really low self-esteem, but you just say something kind and positive and you see it on change. You know, I was thinking church on a Sunday and I, we can't possibly, you know, Luke and I as two people can't possibly get around the volume of volunteers that serve in this church but I can't begin to tell you how thankful I are and so when I can and where I remember I do mm-hmm. I'll go to the band or 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 those that are serving in the foyer or wherever we can and just say thank you for what you do thank you for the part that you play it's so important that we don't just I could just go home and have a conversation with Luke and go 
Oh, you know, uh, Megan brought a great word in the foyer t- this morning in our team huddle or didn't so-and-so lead that song well on the platform. or And I can have these conversations in my the comfort of my own home. But if the person I'm talking about doesn't know how highly I'm speaking about them yeah. and how much I respect the role that they've played, then I am dishonoring yeah, sure. to them. So it's really important. I have people in my world... And a couple of people I can think of in particular, one person, she writes to me constantly, the good old fashioned way. I get text messages, especially when you've preached. But this one person, I'll find notes shoved under my office door. They'll land in my letterbox regularly. And and good old fashioned handwriting in a card, just thanking me, what you spoke this week really helped me, really encouraged me, really. And I can pretty much guarantee every couple of weeks, one of these letters is going to arrive. And do you know what? I never roll my eyes and think, oh, here we go again. I always feel so elated. I don't need that. But you know what? What she's doing is she's honouring me and it re-energises me and makes me feel great. That was a good message. We go again. Yeah, I love that. And I think to summarise what you said then, and we say this in church, but do for one which you wish you could do for all. Don't don't let that put you off. You want to do it for everyone, just do it for the one. So true. um, But I love this conversation. And girls, as we finish this conversation, I want to challenge you from this conversation, who could you honour right now? Get your phones, text someone, honour someone and make it a daily discipline. Maybe every morning you get up when you do your devotional, send one person a message. Do for one what you wish you could do for all. But hey, we have a conference coming up and we want to let you know that the early bird rate ends on the 29th of December. So get your ticket because the price goes up in January and you don't want to be the one paying the full price when you could have got an early bird rate. So get your tickets for conference for next year in May and we are so excited to see you there. But in the meantime, take care and we'll see you soon.